Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Andy. <laughs> How's it going? Great. Isn't it awesome when we start our podcast? I have to like, we have to stop talking and I have to like do this really random hey, Patrick, every time. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally like, because it's not like we haven't been having a conversation before this, right? <laughs> Yeah, we have to stop the conversation we can't record. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, okay, get professional now. Yeah, exactly. I got to get on my, my recording voice, which is totally different from my regular voice, right? Yeah, your voice is like, like people don't know this, but you have this like cool, smooth voice for the pod. But like when we're normally talking, <laughs> your your voice is like this really high-pitched. Like, do you yes. remember like Fran Drescher? Do you remember the nanny? No. Oh, that's right. That you, don't, you didn't watch TV before... 2006 or whatever right <laughs> before 1970 <laughs> um yeah but you you have like this really nasally really like high-pitched right. voice so you got to get into your your uh your smooth podcast voice no that's absolutely on. right that's me <laughs> yeah i have a really annoying voice it's hard for me to make friends so I, that's why i always have to like but no, yeah, that's me. That's absolutely true. My voice is super nasally, super annoying. And yeah, for the for the podcast, I switch everything up. Mm-hmm. You know, I get I get my slippers on, I get my podcast voice on. Everything's great. Yeah. You go from like like it's Mr. it's a Mr. Rogers situation, which is a show you probably never seen either. But yeah, you <laughs> slip you go from like work Andy where you're all aggressive and mean and like really vocal and you have that white that, that like whiny voice. That, like shrill voice and then you come you come in to, to record the pod and it's like yeah you take off the suit you kind of calm down and then your voice unwinds and loosens up you get looser vocal cords and then you get this smooth the smooth pod voice yes and by the way i have seen mr rogers very many times he was <laughs> he raised me patrick oh okay good then that's my favorite scene he walk he's he comes from you know opens the door he takes off his like outdoor jacket and his outdoor shoes and he puts on his cardigan and his indoor shoes. Mm-hmm. D- the dude had indoor shoes, which was super awesome. Yeah. And he would like tie him up while he's singing <laughs> um, that great song. beautiful day in so, the neighborhood. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So it's, uh, that's, that's exactly what happens every time I get into podcast mode with you, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad I get to experience it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Um, Patrick. Yes, Andy. This this episode is a special one. Be- because <laughs> a special one? Aren't they all a, special? Yeah, they're all special, but this one's special too. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep it consistent, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is not one of those non-specials. Um, <laughs> but we we're this is like episode one hundred and five. We've been doing this for three over three years now Mm -hmm. and i think it's about time to like get to know uh you again like you are our our host (laughs) um co-host co-host yes yeah not just the host you're Um, just the host no we're we're both co-hosts right (laughs) (laughs) okay um but we I, i think you know myself and the audience the design much audience, the design nerds really want to get to know you better. We want to know, you know, what makes Patrick, Patrick, what, 
what makes you tick, man? Um, where, where you came from and why you're here. Hmm. So I think, I think it's about time to do that now. What do you think? Okay. I mean, I'm willing to go into that dark space if you want to. Dark space. <laughs> Let's explore that. Let's see yeah. what that's really like. <laughs> um, so I, I think it'd be really great. Um, to, first off to kind of give us like an overview of your career. Um, so if you can kind of really quickly, um, let us know, you know, where you are right now, you know, what, what you're doing right now as a designer and maybe work backwards, um, kind of briefly in terms of, uh, how you ended up here. Okay. And let me pull up my LinkedIn real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, I am currently the UX director at Canopy here in Lehigh, beautiful Lehigh, Utah. Um, I've been at Canopy for over four years now. Um, haven't been the director role for that long, but um, started out as a senior designer there. But um, yeah, the uh, first time building a team, first time managing a team. So it's been a wild ride at Canopy for the last four years. Uh, previously to that, I kind of, uh, I was the, the main, the main places I've kind of bounced around a little bit previously to that in my career, but the main places, um, that I were at, I was at Instructure for about three and a half years, uh, working on the Canvas LMS as a designer. Um, I was at Active Networks, uh, previously to that we did, uh, web conference software. Um, and then I, I've been at, I worked at a little email marketing, uh, company for a minute. Um, yeah, I kind of bounced around in my career a little bit when I started the career. I, I kind of came in, I kind of came into design. I kind of, I, I finished college really late in my life. So okay. like, uh, yeah, I, <clears throat> I didn't know what I wanted to do for a long time. So it took me a long time to get through college. And then when I got into design, I was, I think it was like 30, 32 years old when I got into design finally. And so what I didn't want to do was like, I wanted to find the place, you know, because I kind of came in late. I didn't come in as, you know, 22 year old, you know, didn't, you know, know what to do. I wanted to, I wanted to kind of establish myself and figure out where in the industry I wanted to be. And I knew at the time, like when I graduated, I knew at the time that I could go into like web design, right? Do websites and things like that. I could do freelance design. I could do like, a, I could work like a marketing agency, or I could work at like a design agency, or I could work like a SaaS company. Um, hmm. So I didn't really know which one of those things was going to be the right thing for me. So um, I just kind of knew at the beginning of my career that I was going to job hop for the first probably three or four jobs. So I could take a job in all of those places, you know, and kind of see what okay. I liked more. And I've, I've landed on, you know, I worked for a small startup doing web websites and like mobile apps. And then I worked for the marketing agency the email marketing agency. And then I got into more of the SaaS products after that. And that's what I really liked. I liked the more complicated business to business SaaS stuff. Mm -hmm. So like when I got to Instructure, that was like, this is, this is my home, right? Like this is what I want to do. And, and to a degree active networks before that was like that. Um, and that's kind of where I stuck. I like, I like that. I like that side of things. So hopefully I'll be at Canopy for the next, 20, 30 years now, right? Like that's the idea. I'll just yeah. work up the chain and eventually own the company and be the CEO or whatever. So the, the designer CEO, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That happens, <laughs> well, right? It does happen. Oh, all the time, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, well, that's that's really cool. So I, I really I think that's interesting. You had that approach that you didn't know what you wanted to do, so you planned on going to a bunch of different types of you know companies to explore what that was. So kind of looking back in hindsight, did that work for you then? Like, was that like the right approach or, you know, because there's the other approach of just like picking one and sticking to it, sticking with it for a long time, right? Yeah. Like, how, how did that work out for you then in the end? I think it, I think it worked out well. I think, I think I'm in the place that I'm supposed to be in. Like, I think, I think I've kind of proven that theory out. Like, this is what I like to do. This is where I feel okay. like I make the most impact. I think if I was to, like, if I look back on it now, if I was just to stick with that first job, um, I don't think I would be doing what I, I don't think I would be doing what I wanted to do. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think, I think it would be a job versus like something that is like also a hobby and also a passion of mine. Like, I don't, I don't think that job would have, would have fulfilled that. I mean, even back then, I don't think it was really fulfilling that in myself. Um, you know, I was also learning my skills and, you know, my limitations, but at the same time I was like, I didn't even really see myself doing that. Right. Like I didn't really like designing websites. I I didn't really enjoy the one thing I didn't really like about designing websites or doing customer work or even freelance work when I was doing it at the time was like, you, you design a project, you like do this project and then you, you ship it off and then you do another project and then you ship it off and then you do another one and you ship it off. Right. But you never really get to see like a change in the product. You never get to really see an iteration. It just kind of sits there for a couple of years until they hire another designer to redesign it, which just seems so like not important to me, you know, like I, I feel like at least for me, I know a lot of people like to do that and that's, I'm not trying to like, say that that's bad but for me it was like i didn't really like getting into all the details of a website design and then just like ship it off to somebody and then move on to the next one like Mm -hmm. i liked i i i feel like i i enjoy like really getting to know the product i'm working on and really getting to see how it shapes and changes people's lives like you know early on at instructure you know, you work on stuff and then it gets published and then, you know, people really like it, right? They go through the whole the whole cycle, right? They really like it because it's this new cool feature and then they really start to hate it, you know, and then you have to like fix the feature again or you have to add yeah, another feature yeah. on and then they really like it again. And like that whole process is fascinating to me as far as like a human behavior standpoint because you go from a place where you didn't have this tool to having this tool to then complaining about the tool that you never had in the first place and like that whole evolution of the user and how the user evolves with your product as your product evolves mm-hmm. is kind of fascinating to me. Like, and at Canopy, I've seen that, you know, over and over again, like that, that, that loop go, you know, around, it's just like a flywheel now where it's like, I can see how our users are evolving with our product. And I can also see how our product is evolving with the users. And I like that. I don't know. It's kind of a fascinating relationship. Where, yeah. where I don't think you get that with a website. It's like, I'm going to design this website or this landing page and it's going to sit out there and do its thing for a year and then it's going to get stale and then I'm going to have to come in and redesign it again. Or what they're what they're actually going to do is hire somebody else to redesign it, you know, and then... So I don't... The thing I do miss about that type of environment though or like an agency or, or that kind of thing is you can experiment more with the design. Mm-hmm. I like that more, but... I don't think that changes 
you know, I don't think that really would really affects like what I'm more passionate about, but yeah, no, I love that. So it, it sounds like you kind of like got attached to the work a little bit, like not, not exactly attached to the work, but like you were just kind of building something and throwing it away and then building another thing and throwing it away yeah. and not like throwing it away in terms of like you're throwing it in the trash, but you're just like sending it off. Right. And you're not becoming like, you don't like have this like relationship with the thing you're building. Um, it's like your little pet, right? Um, you, you name your pet. If you name the animal, you're not going to probably kill it and eat it. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good analogy. <laughs> um, but I think the other, the other thing that I'm, I'm hearing as well is like the fulfillment that you get out of, seeing those changes and how those changes you're making actually affects the users that are using the product. And I think that's the hugest part about what we do um, is like you actually get to, to see like how this, this decision you're making is going to change your users' lives. It okay. could be for the, the good or for the bad, right? And you get to see that and you're able to see that effect. You get to be part of that experience of seeing the ups and downs of the product and how it, you know, works with your users and everything. So that's really cool um, that you were able to figure out that that's what you wanted out of your job, right? Like that's yeah. the fulfillment you get out of it. Well, it's not something it's not something you're ever going to learn in a boot camp. It's not something you're ever going to learn in college. It's not something you're ever going to learn until you actually do it, right? Like, mm -hmm. like you can be, you know, you, you might want to be a race car driver, but like what kind of race car do you want to be in? Like do you want to be a NASCAR driver where you just – go in a circle for, you know, four hours, you know, does that, does that fulfill you in some way? Is that exciting to you? Or do you want to be like an IndyCar driver or an F1 driver where it's, there's a little bit different of a challenge. Like you're still a race car driver and you could probably mm -hmm. still do either one to some level, but like which one is going to give you the, you know, which one's going to like, it's the whole, like, which one's going to like kick you in the pants and make you feel like you're doing something that you enjoy, right. That you're having fun. And like too many people, like there's this whole work-life balance crap, you know, that people talk about, like you gotta have work-life balance. <laughs> but like, if, if if you don't, it's it goes back to the whole thing, like if you don't enjoy what you're doing and it's not a hobby for you, it's like not something that you enjoy doing, then I just don't know why you're doing it, you know? Like mm -hmm. if, you, if you go to work and then you come home and then you've got to like, do this other hobby that you're super passionate about. So you're not angry about work anymore. Then obviously you're working in the wrong place. It's not, it's not a work life thing. Like you're doing the wrong thing for you. Right. Yeah. And I was just worried that, cause I did that for a long time while I was in college, you know, working full-time jobs that I hated, you know, or working jobs that were dead ends for the most part. Right. And like, I just, I just didn't want that experience. I didn't want to, I didn't want to get the first job I could get out of design school, you know, out of college and be like, all right, well, I'm 30 years, you know, at Oracle or whatever. Like, I, I just didn't want to like commit to that. And I wanted to make sure like I was driving the car that I enjoyed driving, you know? So, and the only way yeah. to do that is to actually get in the car and experience it. Like this, there's the only, that's the only way you can do it. And so yeah, like I think the most fulfilling, like I love the jobs that I had, like working, you know, working at the small startup, working at the marketing agency, like the email marketing agency, like taught me more about the internet than any other company that I've ever worked for, mm -hmm. um, you know, including the dark side of the internet, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the manipulative side of the internet. And yeah. so that was good to know and good to understand. <clears throat>
but yeah, it wasn't really, I think until I hit, until I realized like, oh, like this project I'm doing like really impacts people. Like this thing that I'm working on really impacts people more than just like, oh, I did this cool design where people input their information so I can sell them crap, you know, or, you know, I did this cool design with, you know, After Effects and did all this stuff so that people could see this like cool movie preview. Like I wanted to work on the movie set. Like that's what I wanted to work on. Not the, not the marketing material around it. And I think that's like, that's where I was like, okay, this is where I want to be. Right. Like this is the stuff that puts a smile on my face or the stuff that like, you always hear that too. Like, what keeps you up at night? And I'm like, cool stuff keeps me up at night sometimes. Like, I'm thinking about cool stuff that I want to do that's going to affect these people. That's not a bad thing. Like, that's a good thing in my mind, you know. Mm-hmm. That means you're passionate about something. And so, yeah, I think I, I think it sounds weird, but, like, yeah, the whole, like, a lot of people don't want to work in B2B or anything. But, like, that's, I think when I hit that, I was, like, when I saw how people use a product and how it actually like impacted their life, whether it be it saved them time or they could teach better or, you know, anything like that. And I could see that like it really directly impact them. I was like, that's, that's the reward I will get with my design, right? If we do this, yeah. if I build this team at Canopy, we're going to shape how people use the internet, you know, versus I'm going to build a landing page. It doesn't shape anything. It just, it's more, it's just more crap on the internet. Right. So mm-hmm. Yeah. That's super awesome. So I love that. Like you, like what I'm getting from this, like you don't actually like have to hate your job. (laughs) You can actually love, you can get paid to do something you love. Right. Yeah. Um, And you can explore what you love. I love your analogy of like the, the race car thing. Um, Yeah. You, you want to be a race car driver, but which one, right? Which Mm -hmm. kind. And so I think that's really great. And I also really like that even though you, you took the time to, you know, explore those different types of design, um, by jumping, you know, from company to company, you still were able to take things away from that. You were able to learn not only that you didn't like it, but you were able to learn things that, you know, you're able to use now in your career in terms of information. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. But I did get into the dangerous territory of being a job hopper. And that's, that's, that's kind of a bad reputation. Like yeah. once people look at your, when people look at your <laughs> website and they're like, Hey, you've been, or your, your resume, you know, or LinkedIn or whatever, they're like, you've been at six different jobs in the last, you know, six years. Like, what's the deal? <laughs> like that does look, that does look bad. Right. Yes. And I was on the cusp of that. Right. Like I think instructor was like my fourth job in like four years when I got it. And so there was a little bit of like, okay, yeah, if I do this a couple more times, like. I'm not going to be able to get a quality job I want. So there, there was a balance of that, like, you know, but fortunately mm-hmm. I think for me, I think I hit, I hit the stride. I, I kind of knew at that point what I wanted to do. And then it was more like, okay, now it's the right fit. You know, now what company do I want to work for? What's my, what's my next goal? Right. So yeah. Yeah. I had to watch out for that. I had one, I think it was, I think it was my interview at Instructure where they're like, Oh, well you had, you've had three jobs in three years. Uh, tell me what, what's the deal with that? And I was like, you're like, Oh, I was like, well, I just started my career. So like, I want to make sure I'm in the right place. Yeah. (laughs) Like I want to be in the right place. Is this the right place for me to be here? You know, three and a half, 10 years, whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so, yeah, that's very true. Nice. Yeah. So maybe go a little bit over that year, Mark, right? Year in six months. Maybe Do like a year years. and a week. 
year and a week. You know? no, <laughs> then you're not year, a job popper. A year, yeah, a year and a quarter, <laughs> maybe. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's really cool. So, going back a little bit further, um, you're not a designer. You're doing jobs that are not design jobs, right? Like you're, you said before you've worked at Target. Um, I think you were a, a um, copy machine repairman at one point. Yeah. So what? And you can, you know, iterate more on what other jobs you might have been doing at the time. But what led you to go, I want to go into design? Like, what What was that catalyst for you? Yeah, um, I'll, I'm going to go a little bit further back. I'm going to go all the way back to high school. Okay. Uh, picture, picture young Patrick, uh, awkward, super awkward looking. I still am. Never mind. Just picture me. Um, 1995, 96. I wanted to be, I wanted to either be a musician or an artist. That's what I wanted to do. Um, Wait, those are the same thing, Patrick. Well, like a, like a, like an artist. Like I want to, I want to like paint or I want to like be a comic book illustrator. Cool. Okay. Like something like that. Right. Like I wanted to be some kind of artist person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like a visual artist. Right. Yeah. So I'm taking classes in high school, trying to figure out what I like to do. You know, like when you're in high school, I'm ditching half my classes. I'm flunking out of half of the English classes and math classes. Um, and then, and then my teacher told me that I wasn't like, I had, I had a drawing teacher in my art class tell me I wasn't very good. Like <laughs> just trying to like, just, he was just trying to be honest. He, As you good know? teachers do, right? <laughs> yeah. He was just trying to be honest. So he was like, and maybe this is why I appreciate teachers so much. Um, <laughs> At the time, that's not very cool, you know, because like, you know, breaking your dreams, like, yeah, not that I couldn't have devoted the time to it or whatever, but I just didn't have the passion for it. Right. Like, that's when I learned, like, oh, if you want to be good at something, you you have to you have to just do it like and you have to really enjoy doing it. People that are like comic book illustrators, like that's all they do. Right. Like they learn how to be a comic book illustrator, but like when they're sitting on the bus, they're drawing comic book illustrations. Like, you know, that's just what they do. Right. Musicians just love playing music, you know, and I was more like, I want to be a musician or I want to be like an illustrator because I thought it was a cool job. You know, like Mm -hmm. I even thought like being a tattoo artist would be a really cool job. Like, and I still do think at some level, like those would be really cool jobs. But they're not things that I'm like necessarily passionate about, right? Like they're things yeah. I think are cool, but they're not things like, you know, I'm not like tattooing my friends on the side for fun, you know, or anything like that. So like putting those hours in is what makes those people experts and professionals at their at their careers later in the future. And I just didn't have that same drive, right? So um then I just kind of wandered for a while. I went snowboarding, you know, like I didn't know what to do. I, I dropped out of school, um, like did all that stuff. Uh, attend, you know, went to some college classes, you know, got my GED, did some college classes, just trying to figure out like what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got into, I wanted to be like an audio engineer. Cause I was like, okay, well I still love music. Like I love all kinds of music. Maybe I'm not a musician, but maybe I'm a producer, audio engineer, you know, and so I did that for a little bit, um, or tried to, or thought I was going to do that. Um, and then I did get a degree in like electronics. So that got me the copy machine job, which nice. was like the next step, you know, Hey, I got to make more money. I'm married. You know, I got to be more serious about my life. Um, did that for a long time trying to figure out what I want to do. 
you know, that kind of just sort of naturally had a progression into like becoming an engineer, like a mechanical engineer. So I was like, or an electro electrical engineer. Um, and then that's when the awakening happened for me. <laughs> so, so I met, I met, Sol I met solid community college and I've got to the point where I've got all my stuff taken care of up to calculus. I've got one semester left before I can go to like the engineering program at, at, at the university of Utah. So I have like one core class with his, which is calculus and I actually I had two calculus one and two. So I go in, it's the only class I have. I don't have any other classes. I'm working full time and I'm just focused on calculus. Two weeks, we have a we, we start out with calculus. I, I feel like I'm doing okay. And then two weeks in, we take a test. And I studied for the test and I try to do as hard as I can. And then uh, I get the test results back and I get, I, I don't even know. I, the number is probably made up at this point, but like I get like a 30% or something. And I, I honestly thought I did what I was supposed to do. Like, I, I was like, I think I, I think I did it. Like, it was hard, you know, obviously, like, mm -hmm. I'm not a natural at this, but I think I got it, you know. And uh, the, the professor, I don't know who he was or anything, but he pulled me aside and he's like, what? He, he basically, like, asked me the same hard questions, like, what is your major? Like, what, what are you trying to do here? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I want to go to, I want to either do electrical or mechanical engineering at the U. And this is like my last thing. And he and he kind of looks at me and he's like, okay, have you thought about like industrial design? And it was like, <laughs> what the frick? Like I was a slap in the face. Like, what are you talking about? You know, like I don't understand. And he just kind of looked at me like, you're, you're not, if you can't, if you can't pass the first exam in calculus, you're not going to make it through this program because you've got calculus one, calculus two, you've got another, you've got linear algebra. You've got so much math ahead of you that is way harder than this. Mm -hmm. If you can't do this, then like, I don't think this is the right place for you, you know? And <clears throat> so I was grateful for the math teacher to give me that, that like thing. But after, you know, I'm, I'm repairing copy machines for the sixth or seventh year thinking that like, I'm just doomed to do this the rest of my life. So I go talk to the counselor and I tell the counselor at, at Solid Community College, the career counselor, I tell him, I'm like, okay, hey, look, I, I don't know what to do. Like, this is, this was like the only thing I really cared about at this point, you know, like, I don't know what to do. And I, I think mechanical engineering mode would be really cool. And so he was like, yeah, he's like, well, let, let's back up. What are you, what are you passionate about? <laughs> like, what's something that you really like? And I was like, I don't like as a profession, nothing, man. I don't, I don't really care. You know, like nothing. And he's like, are you uh, artistic? Do you do, you know, what, 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 what things do you like to do on the side and what things do you enjoy? And, you know, I'm like, well, I like music and I like, you know, I like art. I'm not a good artist, but I like art. You know, I like, I like going to the museum. I like seeing what new artists are doing. Like as a fan, I'm a fan of the artistic world, but I'm not like qualified to be in it, you know, kind of thing. Like that's what I told him. And he was like, he was like, do you have, do you have like a MySpace page? Do you have a, you know, back in the day? And I was like, yeah, dude, I have, well, I have this MySpace page that I run, you know, that I have and I, I, I tweak it all the time and stuff. And he, and he was like, have you, do you understand that web design is a career, you know? And I was like, no, I don't. Web design just seems stupid to me. Right. Like I don't like, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like an artistic format, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and he was like, well, I encourage you to take 
a web design class and I'd probably encourage you to take like an industrial design class. And so I did that. And then, yeah, then I was like, dude, I can do web design. Like this is like, I can't draw very well. I can't oil paint. I can't sculpt. I can't play the guitar really well. I, I'm not a musician, but I can do web design. Like this is cool. And then, um, you know, after doing, after doing some searching and asking people, the salary was also really well, like, you know, so it was also really good. So that's kind of, I think the first time I realized that like, that was a career, you know, like I could do digital design. And then it was something that when I got into it, I was actually good at it. Like it was the first time in my life, I think in any school setting that I was in the top of the class. (laughs) (laughs) versus versus being like seconds away from getting thrown out of the class and it was also it was also the first time that i think i that's when it dawned on me like okay if you want to be a musician you go to guitar school you know you do your guitar homework or you you take your lessons you do your homework and then you go home Mm -hmm. and play video games right like but if you want to be a guitarist you go to your guitar class, you learn guitar, then you come home, then you play guitar because you really love it for the next eight hours. Because yeah. when I got those projects in my web design classes, I would spend hours in Photoshop designing stuff. You know, stuff for me, stuff for my, like I, I designed like a new website system for, for the copy machine repair thing. You know, I was like, our website sucks. I'm going to redesign it. And I just did it just for fun, right? And then I redesigned like the way that we the way that we turn in our tech tickets. Like we had these little books, right, that we'd fill papers out in. And they were just confusing and jumbled. And so I was staring at that book one day and I was like, I'm gonna redesign how this form is in our book, right? And so I redesigned it and then I took it to my boss and I'm like, I think we should use these instead. And he was like, okay, done. And so we printed new books and it was in that format, you know, how to capture our stuff. So it was like the first time I really was like, this is what I, th- this is what I like to do. And I can do this. Like I will do this without getting paid. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I think that that was kind of like the clear moment for me. And then it was like, okay, now what, where do you go inside of there? Right. Mm-hmm. Like what do you do inside of there? So. Yeah. That's so awesome. So yeah, you, that's really interesting. Like how it came about with, you know, you're not, you're failing at something else and they're just like, you should try this. this thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think, you know, people, people on LinkedIn are all the time. We're talking about like fail fast and fail often and you'll learn and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, sort of, that's not the goal though. The goal, the goal for me was never to fail, right? It was never to try something and fail at it. So I learned that I wasn't good at it. Like the goal was trying to find what I was good at. And so the failure became like, okay, well, you know, like, Maybe you should try something else, but it was always like a step in the right direction. Like, like even then it was like, maybe you want, what, how, why do you want to be a mechanical engineer? Like, is it because you want to like design, like, do you want to build something that's cool? You know? And I was like, yeah, dude, I want to build something that's cool. Well, maybe that's not what an engineer does, you know, maybe that's what an industrial designer does. So it's like, you know, it was always kind of a little bit in the step in the right direction. Even, even yeah. back in high school, when our teacher told me I sucked, he was like, you know, you suck at this, but like, why do you want to be an artist? You know, and it wasn't yeah. to express myself that had nothing to do with it. And that's part of the reason why I sucked at it. Cause like that wasn't that that's not what artists do. Right. You know? So I don't know. I, I do have an appreciation for education, even though I didn't 
get my high school diploma, you know, even though I like sort of dropped out of, out of high school and stuff, like, even though I was kind of a bad student, I do have a, an appreciation for it in that teachers, like people in schools and in educational institutions can make huge impact on people's lives. Yeah. You know, it may not be the same way that you think it is like get straight A's and blah, 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 blah. But it may be like those teachers that I had that were pretty honest with me and said, Hey, like, you know, you're probably going to fail at this. Like you shouldn't (laughs) waste your time, you know, like (laughs) you should do something else. So yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely true. Um, so I really love that. And I also was thinking about like, um, how you were talking about like being passionate about stuff. I thought that was really interesting where you can say you're passionate about it, but really if you're not like living and breathing it or like thinking about it all the time, like you're, you're going home and you're playing video games instead of playing guitar. Like you said, you're, you're playing video games instead of like drawing or, you know, figuring out how to do coding, you know, and like wanting to get more into that passion. Um, you're probably not going to be as passionate about it or not going to be as good at it because you really aren't trying to get better and you could really suck at it. Like you could like your teacher, (laughs) like you could actually really suck at it, but let's say you were really passionate about being, um, an artist, like a, a, a painter or something. And I think you could get really good if you were passionate enough to actually take all your time painting, you know, like really trying um, to paint and learn how to get better at it. I think you would be a good painter. I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, you just can't do this. <laughs> so, yeah. but I think that's, that's a really um, strong indicator of like, if this is something like, if what you're doing is something you love, if you're really just like, you're doing it and then you're just really doing it just to get to the weekend so you can hang out. Um, and you don't really care too much about it outside of it. You never think about it ever after outside of it, maybe you're not passionate about it. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think you can realize you are passionate about something if you treat it in that sort of way. Like you're always thinking about it. You're always trying to like get better at it and improve yourself. Um, and I think that can really help answer that question. If anyone has that question, am I really passionate about something or am I going to be good about something or good at something? I think you have to have that passion first. So, yeah. Um, well, and and looking back on it after I sort of discovered that like, there's this, there's, there's this, there's a, there's a, there's a science and a study and, and people are building careers off of this human computer interaction, whatever that is, it's UX interactive design, whatever it is, right? Like there's, there's a science behind it. Like when I, when I discovered that when I was in web design classes, then it was like a flashback to me. Like, you know, when, when I was repairing, I, I still remember like I'm repairing copy machines and I'm getting gas three or four times a week, right? Like I'm driving all over town. I'm going through Utah County, going through Salt Lake County. I'm driving everywhere and I'm pumping a lot of gas. And I remember like really hating gas pumps. Like there was like, I just got so pissed off at gas pumps. Like why do they ask me stupid questions? Why can't I just, you know, why do I got to swipe my card this stupid way? Why do I got to, you know, you have to turn your card weird to slide it in. Like there's just all this stuff that used to really irritate me. And I remember like, talking with other technicians about it at like lunch once. And we like, we're trying to redesign how, like we literally like, (laughs) dude, if we could redesign a gas pump and make it so much better, like it would be really cool. Like, like even the way that you pull into a gas pump, like, like why does every car have to be on different sides? And like, why, like all this kind of crap, like there's Mm -hmm. so much about it that's wrong. And still to this day, like pumping gas is a disaster of a user experience. It always has been. Nobody's put any time or ever, but like, you know, 
that was like I think I think when I look back on it like throughout my life I've I've thought about those things right like I've thought about like how humans interact with those I just didn't know it was something you know what I yeah. mean like when I was in school it was all about you know you're going to be an artist you're going to be a scientist you're going to be a lawyer you're going to be a doctor you know it was like I didn't know there was a whole other world out there you know even at that time there was you know even back in the late 90s there was UX designers and like Mm-hmm. you know interaction designers and human computer like like when you study the history of it it goes all the way back into the 1800s people were doing stuff like this you know with a different format so like i just didn't i just wasn't aware of it and and now when i look back on it i'm like yeah i think i think i i think i was i think i thought about that stuff a lot even before i knew it was an industry you know yeah yeah that's so. awesome yeah it definitely seems and that's like your personality too patrick like you strike me as a person that doesn't really always like you're not super like submissive to authority. You don't always are good with like the status quo. I think you're the type of person that's like you question things like why is this this way? And you can think of things being a better way. And I think that's definitely a good key of <laughs> um, what could make a good designer. So, yeah, you definitely yeah. had that that sort of trait. I think coming into this, you just didn't know it was a thing. And I think that's definitely still the case with a lot of people. Like we can't even describe what this job is to people. Cause it's like, <laughs> nobody knows what it is. Um, my yeah. parents still don't know what I do. You know, it's <laughs> like, um, it's so funny, but it's true. Like you, you might be perfect for this position for this role, but you don't know it exists. So that's a whole nother podcast discussion on how you get it out there and how people can start <laughs> to learn about it. <laughs> Um, or maybe there are too many UX designers already. I don't know. <laughs> but well, and I think I think that's why when when I got into when I got in when I found the industry and I found what I like to do and it connected. I think that's why I wanted to build like a community thing. Like I think that's why I wanted to build like the lunch UX community because I feel like there's a lot of people that are doing stuff that they don't quite understand what they're doing in the tech industry here, especially in Utah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what really is it? And like, are you exposed to it? And we had a ton of people coming to those, those meetups, you know, early on that were like engineers that didn't understand what UX was. Um, they knew there was an interest there, but they didn't quite understand what it was. So I think, you know, getting, getting involved in the community that way and helping mentor people and things like that was, was also that same thing, because I feel like I could have been doing this 20, you know, 10 years before if yeah. I, if it, if I even understood that it was you know, a, a medium that you could, you could be in. Like I would have, I would have gone and got my BFA if I knew that this would, was the medium I could do. Right. Like mm-hmm. I would have done that way earlier, but you know, I, I just, I just thought, well, if you, if you get your BFA, that means you're going to be a sculptor, a painter or a graphic designer. Like, yep. and I didn't really want to do any of those things, you know, like, so I think even today it's still that way. Like if you look at college programs, like those are the three things you're going to do. Right. Like, yep. <laughs> but, but you know there's like most people aren't doing any of those you know so like it just seems kind of weird yeah if only there was like a podcast you could have searched for you know back in the day <laughs> to help you learn more about what what design is but alas there, there probably was but there wasn't one as good as this one anyway yeah there wasn't like a um, radio show back then on on am radio <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, Patrick, um, 
there's still so much more to get to know about you, but I think we've run out of time, but it's been, I think it's really, it's been really awesome to um, see where you've come from, what has led you, you know, so far to where you are. Um, I've learned a lot about that. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thanks for uh, uh, interviewing me, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks for, thanks for, um, thanks for being a part of Canopy. Thanks for coming on to Canopy when I was trying to hire and build my team. You, you and you and Danon were the first two hires. Well, at a previous company, I hired one other person okay. a long time ago, but that was like, not really like a planned thing necessarily. I was more <laughs> like, who's going to interview this person about a junior design position? Oh, the other designer. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, you guys were the first, were the first hires in this, in this scheme of like, how do I build this cool team at Canopy? Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to you, sir, for being a part of that. I'm still mad you left, but I get why you left. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It it had to happen sometime, you know, it was either going to be 20 years down the road or three years after you hired me. So it was one of those two. Um, but yeah, I was, I was grateful for that too. And you did not seem like somebody who hadn't hired many designers before. So um, good on you for that. See, I'm a pro. You knew what you're doing. Yeah. Fake it till you make it, Andy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sweet, man. Well, yeah. Thanks for the the uh, insightful conversation, Patrick. Okay. Next week, I'm going to grill you. Yes. Should be interesting. I'm going to see if I can make you cry, Andy. That should yeah. be the goal. I haven't cried on the podcast yet. Nope. You've been pretty, you've been pretty even kill. You haven't, you haven't got angry. You haven't shouted. You haven't cried. I think I've gotten angry a few times. Like when you've insulted the Croy, I think I've. Yeah. Yeah. I have, yeah, I've, you know, I've raised my voice a few times at you, I think, but. It was a little, it was, it was like kind of angry, but not like <laughs> really angry. Yeah. It reminded, it reminds me of the Seinfeld episode. See where, uh, he's dating, uh, Jerry's dating the one girl that tries to make him angry. Cause he's like, Jerry never, he's like very flat yeah. he never he never gets like passionate about anything and then he starts letting his emotions out and then the next thing you know he's like proposing to elaine and he's hugging george <laughs> yeah. but the greatest scene in that the greatest scene of that episode and one of one of the best scenes in the entire uh entire seinfeld uh uh pantheon right is that scene where george tries to straighten him out well, George doesn't try to straighten him out, but Jerry's all over the place. He's crying. He's yelling. He's going crazy. And George sits down with him, and he's like, I think it's my turn to share. I want you, You're opening my eyes. I need to share myself with you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts off, and then they cut, and then the next scene is Jerry like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Like, I can't. <laughs> that was... That was way too dark for me. <laughs> you you fixed me. You straightened me out. <laughs> yeah, and then he's back to like, yeah, not sharing anything. Keeping yeah. everything bottled in, right? He's <laughs> like, whoa, I can't take that. <laughs> and George is like, so there it is, Jerry. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah, well, I, I hope something like that happens next episode. We'll see. I hope so. It's going to be a dark past in there somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yet my other lives. Okay. Okay, I got to go prepare for that.
Okay. Yeah, I'm you gotta start for that up right now. Your questions. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> okay. See you, man. See ya. Thanks for listening to the pod. Real quick before you take off, we need your topics. Shoot an email to topics at designmuch.org or go to designmuch.org slash contacts and fill out the form. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support us, go ahead and share the pod with some friends, coworkers, your weird aunt, that guy who takes your money every morning at the McDonald's, your hamster, really just whoever you want to. Lastly, go grab a Design Much t-shirt at designmuch.threadless.com and wear it freaking proudly. That's it, guys. Now have a good week, design nerds.